Good Tuesday morning. I'm Tripp, and this is what we're going to be talking about. Former TD Bank and Bank of America employee is charged in phishing schemes. Google targets what it labels as misinformation around global uh, climate change, and the EU Parliament votes to disallow the use of facial recognition. This is the Insecurity Brief podcast. It features tech news and analysis throughout the world. This podcast is made possible through advertising and listeners like you. If you can't donate, please share this program. We depend on you. This article appeared in Cyberscoop on October 8th. It was written by uh, Jeff Stone, uh, titled Former TD Bank Bank of America Employee Allegedly Helped Email Scammers Launder Money. Basically, what happened in this was that a bank employee used his, uh, his position to literally help email scammers scam employees or send fraudulent emails that scammed uh, five companies out of more than a million dollars. The U.S. Department of Justice uh, grand jury had returned an indictment against uh, three men. But this is a bigger problem with security in the uh, industry, and that is that bank employees are like the lowest paid people <laughs> in the entire stream of things. I mean, these people get paid like close to minimum wage, and they are the people that are responsible for protecting all of our money and all of our transactions. Yeah, it, it really happens all the time where there's some, you know, crook bank teller or bank representative who is the proponent of a, of a scheme. In this story, one guy who was crooked worked at the bank. Another guy did the illegal wire frauds after the a bank member set up fraudulent accounts. And then another guy came along and he withdrew the money physically from the banks. So. Yeah, and... It, it- this this kind of stuff does happen and the reason that it happened this bank employee got like a thousand dollars i think for for uh this in in the indictment for one of the actions it It, says it says more than a million they they were able to get from the five businesses and it does happen more often i mean there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of times that the weakest link is who get paid honestly in security the weakest link is who gets paid the least so um we're going to continue with the uh, as long as humans are involved in the transaction system of course um <laughs> They're trying to get rid of it so that there are no humans anymore and we're just dealing with computers. So, 
Then we'll have fraudulent computers. You know, there's just, there's always going to be crime. It never calls in sick. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. The digitalhacker.com released an article by Ria on 1010, October 10th, 2021. Google to soon remove climate change misinformation on its platform. So the tech giant Google previously has removed misinformation on the pandemic in the past on its streaming platform, YouTube. And now they plan to start doing the same about climate change. What do you think, Trev? Well, you know, censorship, uh, there, we are on, we're on one of the Google platforms. And one of the things that the AI does in AI in general, in all of these, is if you try to, if you try to be yourself and you pick how you want to express yourself, then the system will retrain you and manipulate you into behaviors so that you're acceptable to the platform. Um, big tech in itself, and there's a section out there called 230 that a lot of people, um, a lot of people quote about big tech and they talk about censorship and you can't say this on a platform or whatever. And 230 holds them uh, responsible or holds them without uh, being uh, swept up in what you comment on. Okay, and this is called the 230 protectionism. The thing is that makes this different in under 230, and our lawmakers know this, everybody knows this, this is misinformation, just like what Google is talking about is misinformation. The idea on 230 that you are expressing a view, therefore the platform is held not responsible. But when the platform is taking your views that were, that were conveyed upon it, and expressing those views upon others, that means that that platform is no longer just receiving and responding other information, it's actually pressing ideas, which are a violation of 230 and was not what 230 was written for. The idea of 230, by the way, at the time that it was created by Congress and passed, was not even about what we're facing today. What was going on was there was a group of porn guys down in Miami, Florida that were flooding every, they were buying every URL that was, um, that was a misspelling and posting it online, um, posting porn. So anytime you mistype something like Google, for example, and you had an extra O, you'd go to a porn ad. Um, it was really so that I think back there were people that were suing the ISPs, you know, the dial-up guys. When you have a connection today, we're going through ISPs like the major cable companies, for example. So 
it was really to protect the cable companies at the time because they didn't want to be sued. It had nothing to do with giant silos of information like Facebook and Google and Twitter and all of them. Um, but this misinformation chain, the misinformation chain on all of the platforms, no matter what it is, is really redefining your what information comes to you. It's not it's not it's not really censorship. It's manipulation, which censorship can be inside of manipulation, but companies manipulating you. What do you think about manipulation, honey? Well, I think it's dangerous that they're allowing the AI or the machine learning algorithms to make the decisions because it has happened where they label stuff that really isn't misinformation at all and they get taken down from the platform. Now, I, I recall like last month there was a story and I needed to get a conservative aspect. I wanted to know what the conservative news was saying about something. And I went on YouTube and tried to find a conservative news station to see what they were saying about this particular story. And you know what? I couldn't find it on YouTube. The only thing, it was, it was just disappeared. The conservative news links just weren't even there. The only thing would come up were stories that were eight months older or like weeks and weeks older. And I know that these news services are streaming live and are making news stories every day. And I just wanted to hear what the other side had to say about this particular story. And the algorithm blocked it. And the algorithms can be tweaked by Google employees and they can really censor people. So, you know, I think that it's very dangerous and it kind of leads us to the story that we're going to talk about later in our show about how the European Union decided to handle uh, AI and um, surveillance, which is coming up. Yep. Hang in there. There was an article that was placed in Cyber News, European Parliament Oppose Automatic Recognition Behavioral Policies and Citizen Scoring by Jarkita Lapinite on October 7th um, that really talked about facial recognition at the government and corporate levels. A lot of... Um, a lot of you don't realize, but there are a whole bunch of companies within the United States that are using facial recognition all the time, and law enforcement also is using law, um, facial recognition. And a lot of the times, these things are just wrong. This is the thing. When we're in a public space, we're considered to be quote, in public, but are we really in public? And, you know, what uses of our public persona is on the outside? I mean, we watched the, we watched the, the burning of the cities in the United States, and a lot of the people were wearing masks because they knew that law enforcement 
had the ability to identify them, uh, identify who they were. And we watched that during the, the pandemic, um, cities throughout the United States, and look at the arrests that were done in New York City over, over the same thing. What do you think, honey? Well, this is a huge win for European citizens. I mean, the European Parliament is really trying to safeguard people for using artificial intelligence by law enforcement. Right, and they, um, and they voted to not allow law enforcement, by the way. I didn't say that in the article, about the article, but they, they voted against the use of it, using predictable AI as a law enforcement tool and right they they're stopping mass surveillance and they ai still can be used but it has to be uh overseen by humans humans have to have the final say and they also shot down you know the the people scoring thing the person scoring citizen scoring they shot that down too so the yeah social yeah, scoring that, ha that hasn't it. hit here hit in the united states as much as it did in europe this is a thing about the uk that most of you don't realize is that in the uk if you have an unruly child for example and um the child decides not to go to school or whatever you as a parent, the state will put cameras in your house to make sure that you are feeding the child at the appropriate time, that you the child is uh, going to bed at the appropriate times. So they end up putting surveillance inside your home to make to monitor what you're doing. Now in the United States, we don't have that yet. Although a lot of people are installing uh, Amazon products that listen and watch. Uh, we talked about that uh, in the past, adding cameras in the inside of your house to make sure that you're behaving um, as a normal citizen. Um, so with facial recognition, um, and the other side of it, too, is wasn't it in Florida? Do you remember the story where the um, it was like a bank robbery suspect got picked off at a fair and this guy got he actually got arrested by the police department um, at a fair. The guy was with his wife and two kids and he was handcuffed and hauled away. And it wasn't a bank robbery suspect. Um, wrong guy. Um, yeah, they they say that there's problems with the AI and and with the uh, with the mass surveillance that sometimes it can identify the wrong people or it can be discriminatory against people. So when they're remotely when they're remotely identifying people, there's problems with it. And particularly in the article, they're worried about border crossings and automated recognition. Right. And the other, the other side of it is I've already, I've seen, I have seen unethical use of AI. I've seen it target a particular uh, group so that it could find a, some kind of criminal link 
In other words, the group minding its own business was pushed material so that it could be added to criminality. So this, the idea that AI is sometime, some kind of ambivalent thing isn't really true. I, I've already seen it. And if you want a, more information about that, uh, there's a little bit on my website, um, uh, tripelix.com. I've also read uh, technologies or things that you can do to change your appearance to defeat AI recognition, facial recognition systems, like painting like a triangle coming down your face or having two colored hair or... There's different, there's been articles and studies that have described ways that you can completely trick the cameras. So when you're out in public, it doesn't detect you or that it intentionally reflects light away from your face. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that too. And um, discombobulating the, the AI. But the thing is that we in public shouldn't have to be hiding who we are um, to be afraid of not only the state, but the actors of the state, which are private corporations that put a bounty on us um, for what we believe, no matter what it is that you believe. Um, having major corporations pick on you um, is not really what we were designed for. Anyway, I'm Trip. I hope you I'm have a honey. great day. Thanks for joining us. Like and subscribe now.